You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at houseofcardsradio.com. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, the host for the hour, and uh, we've got two very good guests. First, we're going to talk to the lovely and the beautiful new anchor for the World Poker Tour. Her name is Lynn Gilmartin. She's from Australia. I have a picture of her. You won't get to see her on the air, but you will hear her. She is drop-dead gorgeous and very, very interesting. I think you'll enjoy our interview with her. And then on the lighter side, we have a lovely guest. She is the newly crowned hostess. Actually, she's been doing it for a few years. Uh, the hostess of the Canadian Poker Tour. Her name is Amanda Leatherman. I think you'll enjoy listening to her. She's going to talk to us about filming the Canadian Poker Tour, what they have planned, as well as a PLO pilot uh, reality show. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. 
You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Those of you who follow the World Poker Tour, perhaps a little too closely, will know that the anchor, Kimberly Lansing, has left the show and has been replaced by Lynn Gilmartin. We are fortunate, very fortunate, to have Lynn Gilmartin as a guest. I don't know if we're the first to interview her on radio, but we are among the first. And uh, without any further ado, I'd like to introduce Lynn Gilmartin. Lynn, are you there? I am here. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, you are the first to interview me on, on wow. the WPT anchor. So there you go. Thank you. You bet. <laughs> Breaking new ground. House of Cards. So, Lynn, tell us what the duties are of a World Poker Tour anchor. Um, well, I must say it's a pretty tough gig. I have to travel <laughs> the world, stay in fantastic casinos, mingle with amazing, intelligent poker players, and speak to hundreds of thousands of people around the globe on television. I mean, that's... <laughs> and you're just the one to do it. I, I was sent... It's very interesting. I was sent your Star Now uh, promo sheet, and they have a picture of you. You are... Drop dead gorgeous. They even describe you oh. all the way down to your hair type, your hair length, your hair color, which is red, your dress size. More information than I needed. Uh, but tell yeah. us how you got this gig. How is it you became the new World Poker Tour anchor? Thank you very much. Um, I have been around the poker circuit for over four years now. I've, I was a, um, a reporter for PokerNews.com. And I mean that I just that I loved that job so much, and I still do some casual things with them, but uh, probably not as intensively as I was. So I was, you know, traveling around, following all sorts of poker tournaments, the World Series of Poker, the European Poker Tour, Aussie Millions, um, and doing all of that all online. So this is my next amazing step now onto television with World Poker Tour. How did you actually go about getting the gig? Did they put out a call, an open call? Did you know somebody who said, you know what, we have our eye on you? How did it work? Uh, they actually reached out to me, which was such wow. a, an honor. And, I, yeah, I, I couldn't even believe I still can't even believe it's happening, to be honest. I've already filmed two shows, and it still doesn't even feel real. So, yeah, they reached out to me. And, uh, you know, over the years, I've built some great relationships with some of the um, amazing people at the World Poker Tour. And, uh, yeah, I guess I, I, I had proven myself enough uh, to be good enough for the role. And here I am. Well, I can see from your resume that you have done a lot of hosting, a lot of presenting, a lot of television around poker. How did you, I mean, you could have been a, a television news anchor or a reporter, or you could have been a model, you could have been an, an actress. How did you happen to come to the world of poker of all places? Well, it was actually, 
it was actually kind of accidental. My background is marketing. I, well, as a child, I mean, I always loved performing. It was always my dream to be a presenter, and I was always acting or doing stage shows, dancing, all of that. It's sort of in my blood. Um, but then when I was finishing school, I was like, okay, it's time to get a real job. And I went and got my business degree, majoring in marketing, and I started working at the casino in Melbourne. And I've always worked around events, sporting events. I worked, you know, at the Grand Prix. Uh, I worked at the Australian Open in the tennis in Melbourne. I and then I was I I was working at Crown and I loved poker. Um, the poker department obviously took care of Aussie Millions, and I really wanted to work on that. So I sort of moved into that department, and I was working there for three years. And it was through that job that I met the people at Poker News and started. Uh, I basically, yeah, had it was a, a case of the right time, right people, right time, a perfect moment. I sort of left my job. It was an amazing marketing career, but it just wasn't my dream. It wasn't my passion. And I, off to Vegas, I went, after having no idea what I was doing, and found myself at a World Series of Poker in 2009. Absolutely loved it and couldn't get enough of it. And I just think it's, it's so special. I mean, you mentioned I could be a news anchor and I could be this and that, but I think with poker, it's, it's, it's just, it's so different because it's so it's so positive. So many people are chasing their dreams, they're changing their lives every single day, being around people who, you know, who win life changing money and, and fulfill such a dream that they've had for so long is such a beautiful space to be in. So I just adore it so much. We're gonna take a break and then we'll be right back. Key to winning poker is knowledge, and winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments, whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Health insurance is not required. Call 855-912-7246. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. The ambassador of poker. Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, this is we're, we're talking to Lynn Gilmartin. Well, you've pretty much answered the question I was going to ask you next, but I'll give you a chance, and I'll give you the second question with the first question. First, I was going to ask mm-hmm. you, what would you say is the best part of your job 
as the anchor for the World Poker Tour. And the other part of that question, which might be a more difficult question, but maybe more revealing, is what's the worst part? <laughs> um, okay. The, well, yeah, I did answer my question. The best part, for sure, is sharing that moment of uh, seeing people win. And, and I mean, the, I can't even describe it. Words can't even describe how amazing that feels. And I couldn't even imagine how they are feeling as as a champion. But the the worst and i guess the worst is sort of the other side to that is doing bust out interviews (laughs) sure right it is the most awkward conversation to have especially on camera you know you're trying to you know oh they're, they're so frustrated and they're so angry and their dreams have torn apart and i'm trying to talk to them and it's real that's really hard and it's really hard to um to fully understand where they're you know what they're thinking and what they're feeling because everyone takes it so differently sometimes people are surprisingly totally fine with it and i guess you know they're the people who are just used to it and, and are, are okay to just carry on um but that's really hard especially if it's on the bubble and they're going away empty-handed i mean that's that's really, really hard. Sometimes if they're bubbling and they're, oh, sorry, not bubbling, if they're busting out and it's on a final table and they've got 100000 in their pocket, hey, they're still a winner, so I can look at the bright side of it a little more than they might be able to. But that's definitely the hard part. Has anybody ever lost their cool with you, either off camera or on camera, with your kind of bubbly, effervescent personality and they're just really trashed and upset? Have they ever just lost it with you? No, no, they haven't, which I'm very grateful. I don't want to speak too soon. <laughs> I don't want to curse my run good. Um, but no, I, you know, I, I try to be positive and upbeat, but my boyfriend is a professional poker player, so I know that uh, there are times when that isn't appreciated. So I know when to sort of cool it down and, and keep, it, keep it very low-key when I have to. So I've been able to juggle that pretty well. Well, that's I don't good. Wanna, I don't wanna, yeah, yeah. Do you play yourself? Do you play poker? I do. I love playing. I'm much better at talking about it than playing, I reckon. <laughs> but no, I love playing. I just keep it as a hobby. I keep it for fun, and uh, I let the pros do it full-time. I much prefer to talk about it. Well, what else do you do when you're not playing poker? I travel. I just love traveling. So whenever I have downtime, uh, you know, I'm my boyfriend is from Mexico, so I'm actually in Mexico right now. Um, I have a, a week off, so I've come down to Mexico, and I'm here enjoying the rain in Mexico City. Uh, so I travel constantly. I'm from Australia, so, you know, Australians just seem to love traveling because we're so isolated. We're spread all across the world all the time. Um, so, yeah, that's just sort of a big part of, of my life. But I'm also... Uh, nutrition online. I love learning all about holistic well-being, and uh, I just love learning about uh, eating well, living well. I love reading all about uh, thinking, the effects of thinking, and the effects that that has physiologically on the body. Uh, yeah, I just love to learn, learn about myself, learn about the world. Yeah, that's, that's well. Me. I got to ask you something that you've mentioned two things that don't, to me, go together often. I travel a lot. I find it really, really hard to maintain good eating habits while traveling. And I'm wondering, you're a nutrition expert and you travel all the time. What do you do that maybe travelers could start to do to make the job of keeping good nutrition while they're traveling uh, easier for them? Can you give us some tips? What do you do? Uh, For sure. That's actually what uh, pushed me into the direction of learning about it because exactly as you said, I 
I was traveling constantly. Well, still am traveling constantly, and I was so unhealthy. Um, you're always eating at your restaurants. You're having room service. Uh, you know, you very rarely have a kitchen, so it's so hard. And then with the jet lag, and then working, you don't work out. You don't exercise. You just sleep and work. And yeah, it, it, that makes it really tough. So I, it's all about pre-planning and just really enjoying. Uh, nurturing your body and understanding that relying on things like coffee and, and Red Bull and, 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 and sugar and horrible foods that are really not good for your body, that is not going to... Boy, that's uh, my food pyramid. Red Bull, coffee, sugar. <laughs> that's my food pyramid. And it's the worst that you can do if you want energy when you're traveling. I mean, you need to give your body everything that it needs. And the, the biggest tip... I can give you is pre-plan just a little. You know, when you're either traveling to traveling domestically, you can bring food with you. Uh, so I will always pack snacks. You know, I'll pack a packet of uh, quinoa that I've cooked beforehand um, and I'll keep that in my bag and I'll just mix it with some veggies and I'll uh, I carry around little sachets it's called vital greens which is Australian but there's all sorts of I think there's macro greens it's called in the US and it's just all ground down really good like vitamins and minerals and you just stir it in some water and I have that every single day because I love to drink green smoothies in the morning so when I don't have a blender on the road I'll have I'll have that uh, so just sort of pre-planning and then when you get to a stop I'll always find a supermarket or a health food store that's close by. There is always one. Ooh, Lynn, Lynn, you just touched on something. I don't know if you're into marketing, but you could drink green to win green. You could market a a healthful drink to poker players to keep them nutritionally uh, energized. Instead of Red Bull, they could be eating this, whatever you just described. You could market it to poker players. We could make a million dollars. That's brilliant. You shouldn't have said that on air. Someone's oh, yeah, it. somebody. Well, the two listeners we have will hear this. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> um, a couple of more questions. We have a couple more minutes. Yeah. People would think that being the anchor of the World Poker Tour is about the zenith of a poker celebrity's career. You are at the top. What's next for you? What do you see as your career goals from here? Well, geez, I've just started here at the top, and I'm absorbing every single minute of it. As I said, it doesn't even feel real, so I haven't even thought about what's next. <laughs> I'm still soaking up all of this. I mean, I uh, when I was at the on the desk uh, at the at Legends, you know, I was sitting in Kimberly Lansing's seat, and someone took a picture, and I saw it, and I looked at it, and I was like, "How is that me sitting there?" You know, I've watched this show, and I've watched Kimberly sit in that seat for three years, and now that's me. I just, I still can't believe it. It's, it really is such an honor and, and unbelievable. I have no idea what will happen next, but I've told everyone at the World Poker Tour that they've stuck with me for a long time, whether they like it or not. I adore my job. Well, that's great. You bring a lot to the World Poker Tour. I'm sure they are enhanced by you being there, just as your career is being enhanced by being associated with such a tremendous poker product as the World Poker Tour. I look forward to seeing you, and I'm very flattered that you came on our show as uh, your first radio appearance. Although, you know, you really owe it to people to be on television. I can see why you're in TV and not radio, because people should see your face and uh, get to see your personality actually blossom. But thank you very much, Lynn, for joining us. You are so kind. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. That was Lynn Gilmartin, who is the new face of the World Poker Tour. She is the anchor replacing Kimberly Lansing on Fox Sports Network. Listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Hey, Jersey, we want to hear from you. Send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com or leave a message at our hotline at 609-474-4627. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. That's right. You may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation and study-related care from a local doctor at no cost. Health insurance not required. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and are interested in learning more about these studies, please call toll-free 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. We are looking to connect you to no-cost clinical research studies that are testing new treatments for a variety of conditions. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Remember, health insurance is not required. Don't miss this opportunity. Call 855-912-7246. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of January 6, 2014. Former Pittsburgh Steeler linebacker Mike Merriweather has filed a federal lawsuit against the Meadows Casino in western Pennsylvania, alleging he was fired due to his race. Merriweather was hired in April 2011 to promote events that might attract other athletes to the casino. The Associated Press reported that Merriweather alleges the casino's management made disparaging remarks in jest about him being potentially violent because he is African-American. Las Vegas welcomed 2014 in a huge way. The party started at 6 p.m. when the police shut down traffic on the Las Vegas trip so partygoers could spill out into the four-mile stretch of road. Sold-out concerts featuring Bruno Mars, John Legend, and Maroon 5 lured 335,000 visitors to the city. And the night was capped off by an eight-minute-long fireworks show that was launched from the rooftops of seven casinos on the Strip. And finally, an update of the story we did last week. You remember the Las Vegas cabbie, Gerardo Gamboa, who found and returned $300,000 left in his cab by an unknown poker player. Well, Gamboa received a $10,000 reward from the gambler, but that's not all. Gamboa's cab company gave him a $1,000 reward and made him driver of the year. Even the president of the Philippines, Gamboa's native country, sent a resolution of commendation to him. Sounds like a nice start to a new year. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Great moments in history. In 1591... Sir Walter Raleigh was imprisoned in the Tower of London for insulting Queen Elizabeth I. I, too, the Commander Windsor! I, 
have a hurricane in me that will strip Spain bare if you dare to try me! Well, I'd love to stay in chat, but you're a total bitch. In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to houseofcardsradio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. Fans. You're listening to House of Cards. Hey, listeners, welcome back. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We are very fortunate to be joined now by the hostess of the Canadian Poker Tour. Her name is Amanda Leatherman. And she is with us on the phone. Amanda, are you there? I am here. I'm very happy to be on the show. I don't know why we haven't done this before. Well, we'll we'll do it now, and we can always do it again. Um, All righty. Tell our listeners about the Canadian Poker Tour. We know about the World Poker Tour. What is the Canadian Poker Tour, and what do we need to know about it? Well, it's. I mean, it's similar. I used to host the World Poker Tour, and I just did one of those back um, back a couple months ago as well in Hollywood, Florida. The Canadian Poker Tour. I wish I had a schedule for you guys, but you can get that at CanadianPokerTour.tv. It's coming out soon. It is, um, it's a little bit of small, it's smaller buy-in events, so we can attract more players. The main event this time will be in Montreal on September 29th, and it's a $1,500 buy-in event. So hopefully we can get a ton of players and a big prize pool. We also have Mega Stack Hold'em tournaments where you can satellite in for um, a little over $300. A lot of those are running as well. Now, you said it's in Montreal. Is it at the Casino de Montreal? No, this one is at VIP Casino. It's a VIP poker room. It's a new one. And they actually just did renovations of over $1.5 million, and I haven't been there yet, so I'm super excited to see it. I'm hearing that it's one of the friendliest casinos around. And it's in downtown Montreal, or is it in one of the areas um, around it? You said it's around five minutes from downtown. So very close. Cool. So that's your event in September. I, I know you don't have a schedule, but do you know at least some of the other places where there are going yeah, to know, be tournaments? I, I actually think that we're going to be doing something um, for Canadian Poker Tour in December um, in Vancouver. Ah, cool. I've played poker in Vancouver, and there are a lot of places you can play. You know what's so cool about Canada is that you can play when you're 18. And I just remember when I was underage and dying to play live poker, you know, and I know there's a lot of people out there. So it's really cool that um, also they don't tax you right away <laughs> in right. Canada. And you can be 18. It's pretty awesome. Now, Amanda, are you Canadian? No, I'm not. I just got hooked up with Canadian Poker Tour through Kelly Kellner. Um, I, I did a, a tour for him at Tropicana in Las Vegas, and we had a blast. And ever since then, I've just been doing some things for them here and there. I live um, mostly in L.A. I see. Well, tell our listeners who may know you by face but not your background how it is you came to the poker world and what your steps have been leading up to this uh, hostessing of the Canadian Poker Tour. Well, it's, it's kind of long. I moved to Vegas um, before I was even 21 years old because I wanted to play cards. I'd already been playing on the Internet. Um, and I got hooked up with, you know, one of the sites. It was called Poker Wire back in the day, and I would do live updates is how I started. Um, doing live updates for the World Poker Tour. And then um, one day they put me on camera, and it worked. And since then, I've hosted the World Poker Tour back in Season 7, and I host the big game on Fox five nights a week. 
And now, you know, I'm just doing what I can since poker is, you know, it's kind of hard to get jobs in poker lately. We know that the the boom has receded somewhat. What we're hoping is that when poker comes back onto the Internet in the United States, when it becomes legalized again, and we're all hoping it Mm -hmm. to happen in the next year or two, that it will, you know, poker will resurge. But it has been tough. How is it? It's been really tough. Yeah, I know that from writing books. The book market is down. uh, But, you know, the big events still attract more and more people every year. The World Series this year did better than last year. Um, They did, yeah. What else can you tell us about the Canadian Poker Tour? If I remember, they used to be publicly traded on the stock market. Do you know anything about that? You know, I don't, and I don't want to say the wrong thing. So okay. I don't want to give you a misinformation about that. But we are going to have a lot of events in 2014, and we're about to put out a schedule. And I know we're going to be live streaming all of those events on CanadianPokerTour.tv. So that's going to be cool. Now, and how does somebody in the U.S. get access to Canadian poker tv well i don't think it matters um i don't i don't think so that's um uh, what do you mean how, how would i watch it? it i'm in boston how would i watch oh, the canadian watch poker tour well, well, I, well it depends on what network it's on but um i guess you would have to watch it from canadian poker tour tv the, the live stream i'm not sure exactly how we could watch it on tv here Oh, I see. So I would get, you know, I'm still in the dark ages. I don't even have a smartphone. People just told me today <laughs> that you can watch it on this app. They told me about something. And I'm thinking, app? What are you talking about? This, do I have to, what, can I listen to it in the car? And they said, yeah, man, you just link up your smartphone oh, your with smartphone. your radio. And I said, well, how do you do that? So I don't know about this stuff. But you're saying I could live stream it on my... Yeah, just on your computer. Just, on my um, computer. On TV. just pull it up, and there should be, it would be playing live. I um, see. I think we're going to try to do that, too, this um, next week when I get to Montreal. Um, I don't want to plug this because it's really cool. We're going to be shooting a pilot. I don't know if you've heard about it yet. No. But we're shooting a PLO pilot. Oh. And we are going to have, it's going to be 10, 25 cash games, um, as many tables as we can get. And these people are also going to be auditioning for a reality series that we're shooting. Where so, is it being filmed? It's going to be filmed at the VIP Poker room just where the canadian poker tour is doing the tournament and they actually are going to start filming that on september 24th we're going to they're going to have players start to play and film and what we're looking for is people who love plo and good players obviously and most of all personality because we want to do something different with this show where you're not just sitting watching the plain boring poker as we've all seen for a million years at the table. We want really fun personalities where we get to follow these guys around to see how they make their living playing PLO. So let me ask you this. I've often wondered if this. Aside from the wonderful feeling of being on TV, what's <laughs> in it for the people that make it through the pilot? Do they get a salary for being on the air? Do they have money added to the pot? What What's in it for them? Well, you know what? It's so weird how many people just want to be on TV. <laughs> when you think about it, they they really do. But it depends on where it's picked, when it's picked up. In the beginning, we'll just be filming and hopefully get picked up. I know that they are pitching it to a ton of networks in Canada, in Canada and the USA. So I'm I'm sure that after it's picked up, you'll get paid. I can't imagine not being paid if you're already, you know, a picked up television show. Well, except if you are being filmed in a world poker tour, you don't get paid just for making the final table. You still got to win the tournament or make the money. 
Uh, true no- story. Right. That is very true. Except this is the reality series. When you have somebody in your face following you around, your you know a lot of your life, it's not just for the poker table. I would assume. You would get paid. I would want to get paid, wouldn't you? I sure would. I sure would. I'd want to know up front, though, before I went up to Canada and said, all right, I want to be on this pilot uh, so that I can make the tour. I'd want to know what the deal was. It's not, do you play you know PLO, by the way? Do you play? Do I play poker? Do you play PLO? I don't play PLO. You know what? I, I know how to play PLO, but I'm definitely no expert. So um, it's, I'm not going to be involved in the process of playing. I will be interviewing people. Um, trying to find good personality for the show and co-producing. What does co-producing mean? What does co-producing mean? You know, I'm just going to be helping produce. I know how TV works. I've done a lot of poker shows, and I know what I want to do differently. I don't, you know, I don't know about you, but I just get bored of watching the same thing over and over, people just playing at the table, you know, all in hand. It's not very exciting for us anymore. I mean, if you've been watching it for a long time, I'd rather see into people's lives and then, you know, part of the poker i agree i think it's a long time coming to do reality poker there they must have discussed ideas for the last 15 years but there has not yet been a reality show based on poker that has succeeded to the point of being aired has there i don't think there's been no, any. you know there really hasn't i'm not sure why i'm not sure maybe they've just been missing the right hostess Maybe so. That would be nice. Maybe you're the key. And maybe PLO will mix it up a little bit. I mean, maybe people are tired of seeing all Hold'em. I sure am. Yeah. The only problem with PLO is that it's more complicated than, than Hold'em because it involves, you know, four whole cards, whole cards. each, and right. people have to figure out which two and all that. But I agree. It's time for something different. Maybe, Amanda, you are the person that is going to break through and make a reality poker a major fixture on television for the future. You will become a household name. That would be amazing. And maybe I can write a few books like you. There you go. They'll refer to you (laughs) as the Leatherman effect. Yes, uh, exactly. There you go. Um, Anything else? Because this has been delightful, but I want to make sure that if there's anything else to mention about the Canadian Poker Tour that you get a chance to do so. You know, I just want to make sure um, you guys can go to the website, CanadianPokerTour.tv, for all the schedules, which will be up very soon. And we have a Twitter, which is CPT Online, and a Facebook page, Canadian Poker Tour Facebook page. So all the info will be on all three media outlets. Terrific. Well, thank you, Amanda, and I look forward to seeing you on TV if I can figure out how to work my computer. And I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, Ashley. (laughs) Okay, take care. That's Amanda Leatherman, who is the hostess of the Canadian Poker Tour. Listeners, we'll be right back after a quick break. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. 
That's JerseyManMagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. The key to winning poker is knowledge. And winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments. Whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show, poker questions, you just want us to know about great places to play, or you just got bluffed out of a pot, your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com and don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Join us online at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. I can't believe I'm in a hand with Tex Brunson. The name's Doyle, not Tex, Doyle. What? Seriously, Doyle? Yes, serious. Well, that's a tell. That's probably a tell. No, it's a tell when you don't know who Doyle Brunson is. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. This is our mailbag segment when I am joined by the garrulous Doug. Actually, it's his brother <laughs> Dave Weishattel, one of my producers, the Doug and Dave duo. And uh, Dave is here with us in studio now. What's the latest? Okay, our question comes from Florida. 
I searched and couldn't find anything on this, but are you allowed to take money off the table and stay in a game? For example, if I buy in for $200 in a 1-2 no-limit game in a Vegas poker room and run it up to $800, am I allowed to take any amount off the table and stay in the game? No. Is that rules or is that basic etiquette? Nope. Nothing to do with etiquette. Rule is if you're playing a table stakes game, which just about every single casino has, meaning you can only go as deep as the chips you have at the beginning of the hand, and you can go all in. If they are playing with those rules, the other part of the rule is that you may not take money off the table when you are playing. What you can do, of course, is leave at any time you want, cash out, and then you can come back or go back on the list if there's a waiting list, but you can't take money off the table. In fact, it happened just the other day. A player was sitting at the table with me, sold $500, a rack of red chips, to another player who was just sitting down. He took the $500 in cash, $500 bills, and started putting it in his breast pocket. I said, dealer, excuse me, please advise the player here that he can't take money off the table. Uh, He has to leave it on the table, which you do. People literally will stack up the $100 bills behind the chips. So the answer is a very simple no. You're not allowed to take money or chips off the table once they are on the table, whether you've won them or whether you've put them there to buy chips with. And that's standard everywhere. Yes. Okay. Uh, The next question is, I mostly play in Michigan where I live, and I was wondering if the poker rooms you have played in allow you to listen to your iPod while playing in cash games. The reason I ask is that some of the casinos in Michigan will not let you. There is a rule in some casinos that prohibits any electronic devices, including iPods, telephones, Um, or any other kind of electronic gizmo that you might have in your ear. I don't know what else. Blackberries, things like that. Um, They vary. Some casinos allow them, some don't. Some allow some and don't allow others. I've played at uh, Mandalay Bay, where I was kicked out, (laughs) where they don't allow, I don't even think they allow hearing aids for deaf people. I mean, they really are very strict. Other places. But you weren't kicked out for that. I, I was kicked out for. Uh, pestering them about looking at the rule book, I think, for being a, a pain in the butt, probably, is what the way they would categorize. That's Rule 175. But truth is... is that the it, Ashley Adams rule? Well, <laughs> maybe. Uh, they There are different rules in different casinos, and you need to know what they are. And if you really don't like them, you can try to speak to management to change them, or you can take your play elsewhere. Uh, do you listen to music or no. listen to iPod or I don't. Like that? My, my friend does, who comes down with me to Foxwoods, and he loves his iPod and... Um, puts it on and uh, can't hear anything I'm saying, which is probably to his advantage. Um, I, I don't ever do it because I love conversing with fellow players. I like that. I don't find it distracting to me. It probably is distracting to the people I'm talking to, but I find it to be one of the nicer parts of the game. Well, you bring up something interesting, table talk. How much is allowed at different casinos, or is it just you're allowed to talk but not that's a very, other that's a very um, good question, and the answer is that that, too, varies. And it doesn't just vary by casino. It varies often by who the dealer is. I mean, uh, the rules are relatively nebulous. You're not allowed to talk about your hand when you're in the hand with more than one opponent. That's generally the rule. And you're not allowed to comment on other people's hands if you're not in the hand or if you're in the hand and it's not heads up. So I can't say, oh, I think he's betting a pair of aces. Unless it's heads up. However, some dealers, and this is enforced by the floor and then ultimately the poker room manager, say that you can't talk about your hand even to say, oh, this is a lousy hand. And they're very strict. In England, for example, your hand is considered dead if you talk, if you do what used to be called coffee housing, which is to talk of. 
in a false way about the hand that you have. Oh, I've got nothing, but I'm going to bet anyway. That's not allowed. You're not allowed to talk at all. In the United States casinos, it tends to be allowed uh, by custom, even if by rule, it might say you can't say anything about your hand uh, unless it's heads up. Is there any way to politely tell a dealer to tell this guy next to me to shut up? Or is it... Yes, I would say... How do you continue playing with the guy if you're going to tell the dealer, tell him to shut up? Well, my experience is that a smile and a good sense of humor can get a lot accomplished in a nice way. Well, how do you do it then? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Right, it's hard for me. What I would do is if I'm bothered by a player, and I'm not, but if I were to be bothered by somebody gabbing too much, I would laugh and I'd say, deal, you got to tell this guy to stop... Stop babbling at me or stop talking. Or I would say to him, I, I'm sorry, I just can't pay attention to what you're saying. I'm too focused on my hand. Uh, but I'd say it with a smile, and I wouldn't uh, get upset about it. Okay. I think we talked uh, in the past about poker room rates. Yes. we got some questions about comps. How do I get comped from a casino? Are there different ways to get one? Yes. It used to be much trickier than it is now in general, although there are still a few variations on a theme. Generally speaking today, poker rooms, with a couple of exceptions, notably the commerce in California, but poker rooms tend to have a rating system that is very simple. Uh, Based on the rate of the game that you're playing, high stakes versus low stakes, you will get credited with a certain amount of money per hour that you may use either to buy food or use in the gift shop or for a room. So at Foxwoods, for example, at the highest stakes games, and you can find out the specific levels, but I play in the 2040 stud game, I get $2 an hour, um, and those players that are regular players that play roughly 30 hours a week or more, they get double that. They get $4 an hour. If I were to play middle stakes, 10, 20, hold them, or stud, I would get, I think it's now $1.50 an hour. And if I play low stakes, which is the one to five stud game or the one to no limit game like that, I'd get a dollar an hour. Now, other casinos, and this is not the norm anymore, but they will give you what's called a meal comp, a free meal after a certain amount of play three hours or four hours of play, you go, and the way you get it is you usually go to the floor person and you say, "Uh, I've been playing here for four hours. Uh, Can I get a comp for a meal? As simple as that. Uh, Room comps don't exist, as far as I know, except to the extent that some casinos, as we talked about last time, may have a special rate for poker players that is usually better than the rack rate by quite a bit, but not as good as the fully discounted rate that you can get with consolidators like Hotels.com, Expedia, uh, Orbits, and the like. Um, There are occasionally places that have other kinds of comps. Like if you sit down and you buy in for $100 and play for three hours, they'll give you $20 of cash. Uh, you should just have to see what the promotion is. Some places give you a line pass for the buffet, but not a free meal. Other places may have a hat they give away for free. Uh, I talked to you about Joker's Wild, which gives out $599 after, I think it's 100 and some odd dollars a month of play. So you just have to ask what they are. Yep, sounds good. So it's based on time, not how much money you win, how much money you lose, or, I mean, you, you win a lot of money. They're going well, to give you something extra. It's right? based on time, but it's also based in some places, like Foxwoods, on the level of the game that you're playing. Similarly, if you're a, um, let's say you're a crapshooter, 
you'll get a higher comp per hour if you're playing in a black chip craps game where you're gambling $100 chips as opposed to a green chip, $25, or a white chip game. So they'll give you the comps based on the hours that you play, but also the level you play. They don't care how much you win or you lose because they know over time they're getting the same amount from you whether you're winning or you're losing because they are either have a house advantage or they're raking the pot. You know, we ran out of time last week uh, about your Hawaii trip where you experienced right. all the poker in Hawaii. <laughs> Some <laughs> of the poker on Kauai. <laughs> Kauai, uh, yeah. That's right. But uh, you had a lot of poker playing in Northern California, a place I don't think of when I think of poker. It's, I'm you probably, don't? I, I, I looked, when you said you were going to Northern California, I looked at all the poker rooms and I was shocked. There are like <laughs> the 80 rooms. Of, oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah. There are a ton of rooms. Um you give us the lay of the land of Northern California. I'll give you the lay of the land. Uh, <laughs> my wife and I had decided to fly to San Francisco before going to Hawaii. So we stayed in San Francisco for three days before and then three days after our Hawaiian trip. Now, um, there's a whole bunch of rooms north of San Francisco, and there are a whole bunch of rooms by Sacramento. But in the San Francisco metropolitan area itself, there are about, oh, a little more than half a dozen rooms, Wow! of which, um, now my wife still doesn't believe me, but total coincidence, when we booked the motels on Hotels.com, it just <laughs> happened coincidentally that the three different motels that we stayed in were each literally a block away from a poker room. <laughs> we stayed in San Bruno, which is um, south by about 10 miles from the downtown San Francisco area. And that's where Artichoke Joe's is. Artichoke Joe's is one of the two oldest poker rooms continuously operating in the country. It dates back to the 1930s. Really? Wow. Yeah. So we were uh, a block away, just coincidentally. How how did you explain that to her? Oh, look, honey. I did. Did you really? I'm being honest. It was unbelievably good fortune for me and coincidental. But um, (laughs) we had a very nice hotel, and it was a block away. So I walked over there a few times and played some poker. It dates back to the 30s. They have some old pictures, which I loved. It's kind of a grungy old room. I, I mean, lovely. It's the same family that opened it, operates it now, 80 years later. But it's kind of, you know, it shows its wear. It's not a fancy new maybe, poker room. Maybe grungy isn't the best word for it. Old, well, old time charm kind of. That's the way I view it. But yeah. it's, it looks, it's a step above CD, that's okay. for sure. And I love it. It's uh, it has a nice old style charm to it. But it, you know, the tables are a little worn. The the, the floors are a little marked up. Uh, there's a bar that's attached to the uh, poker room, and the bar is dark and kind of you know not very inviting unless you are already playing poker there and you're familiar with it. It would be a little bit intimidating to a non poker player to walk in. But it sounds uh, like the kind of place you love. From, it is. from knowing you and talking to you, it was like you, you must have been in heaven. Right was, there. I was in poker heaven, and the uh, I w- played there, and I had uh, an extraordinary, unbelievably short session. <laughs> I was at a I think they have one three one three no limit, and uh, they have a no cap to the buy in, if I remember correctly. So I sat down with about five hundred dollars. And the first hand, uh, it was one, three. You have to come in for five. So a guy comes in for five. 
Next player makes it 20. I look down and I see I have aces. My first hand. Wow. I have aces. <laughs> I make it 60. And a guy shoves. All in. And two people call and I call. So there's now $1,000 in the box. Wow. Okay. I, I'm, I'm making this up a little bit, but this is kind of the way it was. <laughs> and uh, we're all, all in before the flop. And I have aces. What could be better? <laughs> and sure enough, the, uh, the flop turn and river don't help the other guys and i win and then i realize jesus <laughs> i could lose this all and now i'm minutes? up you know seven hundred dollars five hundred dollars whatever and i said i think that's it and so i left wow okay. <laughs> I, mean, I stayed you know like maybe a half an hour just to for show but then I, I left i didn't really play any other head so i was up i mean places like that are it it seems like it's almost a, a tourist area if you're a poker player you got to go to no, the, one of the oldest no, places. No, so no, it's not no, 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 not a whole lot of fish no, in there. No, no. It's, well, uh, no, you're you're, meant, you're confusing two different two terms. different fish uh, and tourists are not the same. These are local guys. Not I mean, this game, no pros. They're just local guys. Maybe one or two were pros that weren't in this particular action, uh, but they were drunk and uh, you know loose, wild players <laughs> in the game. It was a, happened to be, I think, a Sunday night, um, and. I didn't think it was a, you know, I, I visited a few other times and didn't play. I watched the game. I didn't see it as being a, you know, particularly touristed area. This is now quite a bit south of downtown San Francisco. Okay. Most people are not staying in San Bruno when you go visit <laughs> San Francisco. You stay in San Francisco. I stayed in San Bruno because, you know, I got a Hotels.com cheap rate, and I always rent a car, so it was, you know, no problem. It was quiet, nice hotel. And it just coincidentally happened to be next to a poker room. But you didn't have a lot of people visiting San Francisco, staying in San Bruno. Similarly, my wife uh, and I stayed in uh, Hayward, which is on the east side of the bay from San Francisco and south. It was like halfway to where we, uh, we have friends that are in Pleasanton, which is a very beautiful suburb. And we stayed there. And again, coincidentally, it was a place called Palace Poker. Very similar scene. I went in. It was uh, very aggressive betting. I, you know, was a little nervous. I watched a few hands. I didn't have anything, and then uh, I flopped trips top set, and uh, everybody's all in. And I made eight hundred dollars. <laughs> and I said, "Well, that's good." And I'm leaving and going back to see my wife. So, are these the shortest times you've ever spent in poker rooms? No, I mean, I've, I've, like done that. I've done hit boom. and runs before, but it's not that common for me. But you got to realize the circumstances. Yeah, I'm with my wife on our 30th anniversary yeah, yeah, uh, honeymoon, and I'm out playing poker mainly to try out the room so I could write an article, get some stories, get some material for this show. I'm not looking to have a long session <laughs> and relax and sit back. I'm kind of looking to try it out and then you know, try to hold my own and leave. And I just, you know, hit the jackpot. You know, it's like <laughs> winning a bad beat jackpot or something. Yeah, it was yeah. almost all luck. I, you know, I didn't squander my opportunity. But, of course, when you hit a set on the flop or when you are dealt aces pre-flop, the hands almost play themselves most of the time. And so I was up quite a bit of money and left. And then I also played, uh, I was with my wife, and we were visiting family in Oakland. Driving near Emeryville, which is a part of Oakland. I'm not sure if it's in the city borders or if it's next to it, but it's part of the whole area on the 
east side of the bridge from uh, downtown San Francisco. And I remembered Emeryville. I saw that sign, an exit off the highway. We had some time to kill. I said, you know, there's a great old poker room here called the Oaks. Let's see if I can find it. And my wife is like rolling her eyes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's see if you can find a poker room. So we found it. I said, how would you feel about sitting in the cafeteria here for an hour while I just played? She said, uh, I wouldn't feel great, but I'm willing to do it. Uh, in, oh, that was nice. You know, marital compromise. There so <laughs> for an hour, I played and made a little bit of money, not much. And it, it's another old, it's much bigger than Artichoke Joe's, more vibrant even during the day. They have like 35, 40 tables. Um, and it was great. So. I got to play in three of the six or so rooms in the greater San Francisco area. I'd already played at Lucky Chances, which is a big room. There are a couple further south, one called The Matrix, and uh, there's one called Bay 101. Um, But it was a very successful trip. Great. And I'm eager to go on my next trips, which I'll report back uh, the next mailbag we have because I got three trips. More hit-and-run poker. I have three more trips (laughs) planned. But thanks, and listeners, uh, we'll be back in a week. Please come back and listen to more House of Cards. Good night and good luck. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.